Now more than ever, it's important for you and your family to enjoy the spaces you're in most often. Visit fergusonshowrooms.com to shop online or schedule a personalized consultation to meet with our experts at your local Ferguson Bath, Kitchen, and Lighting Gallery. Together, we'll help you make the most of home and create a space you'll love to live in. Get started on your project and discover extraordinary products like the Pro Grand Range by Thermador. When he first came home and said, you know, babe, they just, you know, laid us off. The moment he said those words to me, it's like all that pressure kind of hit me at mm-hmm. once. And I was like, oh, shit. You know, like, it's on it's me. On you know me, what I'm saying? Like, it's on like, me, damn. It's right. Preaching, you look at, like, Cardi B and, like, her 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 energy, how she raps and Megan Thee Stallion. And when she dropped mm-hmm. that, how she rapped. Like, Cardi B, totally married and a straight, like, housewife. She like right. a housewife. She's straight feminine. Did you see the uh, video that uh, Offset posted? He said, you be lying in your music. He was filming her while she was cleaning the bathroom. Right, exactly. Oh, uh, yeah, because exactly. she said she don't cook, she don't clean. He's yeah. like, I thought you said you don't cook, you don't clean. What you doing? Right, She's exactly. Like, and then, she and said, then, don't uh, film me. Shut up. Don't film me. Welcome to the TMF Podcast, where we have too many feelings. I'm your host, T. Staples, and I'm joined by... Your main man Freddie B. We in the building. I heard that Freddie B. And who else we got? What it do? What it do? It's your girl Lana Boo. Woo! Boo y'all! <laughs> and for all y'all listening, we're bringing you all these feelings from the comfort of our homes. That's right, 100% remote. So if you feel our show, show us how you feel by subscribing, so you get notified when the new episodes drop. And if you like what you're hearing, send us a message. Our handles are in the description below. We love to hear how you feel. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about 21st century gender norms, the female breadwinner, and changes to where the money resides. Where the money <laughs> resides, where the money resides. <laughs> but first, it's time for a moment I like to call the internet never, never lost. Never lost. <laughs> yes. In my attempt to navigate the interconnectivity that is the internet, I find myself not having to do any navigation at all. That's because I find myself running into the meme stock drama. That's right. The drama that began with wild swings in the price of GameStop, AMC, Naked, Nokia, and BlackBerry stock last month had to face the House Financial Services Committee in a hearing headed by Auntie Maxine, that's right, Maxine Waters, and her colleagues with questioning of major players who were involved in various aspects of the drama on Wall Street. And who are these players, you may ask? Huh, well, let me tell you. Reddit CEO Steve Hoffman, Citadel CEO Ken Griffin, Melvin Capital Hedge Fund Manager Gabriel Plotkin, Vladimir Tenev, CEO of Robinhood, and Keith Gill, regular old guy, trader, Reddit subreddit poster, uh, a.k.a. named Deep Fucking Value, also known as Roaring Kitty, who noted, A few things I am not. I am not a cat. I am not an institutional investor. I am not a hedge fund. <laughs> but he is a regular Joe who was more than just deep fucking value. He had some deep pockets because he made a whole lot of money. And what was the drama all about? Well, there was a humongous influx of average Joe investors hopping in to buy a stock to inflate it so they could deflate a position that the big hedge fund managers have taken. A short position, that is a position against GameStop. Now, why is this such a big deal? I don't know, 
Maybe it's the video that one of the hedge fund managers put out, pretty much being cocky about his position, saying that, you know, he they're short position, it's a losing business and we're going to take advantage of it. Mm, maybe that's it. I don't know. Or maybe there's just some people who just wanted to make some money and say, let's, let's all get on a bag wagon and let's inflate this stock. And let's, 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 let's take a ride. So it wasn't hard to find this week's clip. This week's clip comes from Dr. Boyce Watkins, who has the Black Financial Channel, where it's supposed to be home for the black intellectual. Uh, sometimes he's not that intellectual, in my opinion. He's supposed to be the doctor. But, you know, I guess when the doctor's in the building, because you got that, that designation that everybody's supposed to listen to you. But he has a show and they're talking about this very move in the market. And they had some thoughts on this, 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 this market movement. And for this segment, I want you guys to actively listen. So I got Alana Boo online, as you heard. I got Freddie B on the line, as you heard. I want you all to listen to what these clips have to say, because I'm going to discuss each one of these clips right after they play. We like GameStop. We want to help them modernize. We want to encourage everybody to jump in, buy the stock, hold it so that we can all go make this a better company. But that's not what they're doing. They're not They're not trying to have sex so they can make a baby. They're trying to have sex so they can get off. The billionaires are going to be fine. Uh, a lot of the leaders are going to be fine. The people that, uh, that you have to worry about are the people that don't understand what's going on, that jump in either because they believe in the noble cause or because they, 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 um, they want to try to take advantage of what's going on there. If they're following the trend, but they don't understand when they're getting into the trend too late. They're getting into the musical chairs game after the music has stopped and they get stuck holding the chair. And theoretically, that's who the SEC is supposed to protect. I don't want us to paint the entire movement with one broad brush, to be honest, because we do know that there are people who are involved in this who are clearly manipulating this. You know, they want to make their money. But this is a movement that that encompasses millions and millions of people, people who do want to just make some money. And if we're talking about manipulating the market, the market, listen, this, this speaks to education and research. At the end of the day, it speaks to that. And we shouldn't always have to fall back on the excuse of, well, you know, we didn't know any better. You know, we just, you know, the uninformed. Why is the argument that we're always uninformed? Shouldn't we start informing ourselves? Do your research so you can make a more informed decision about what you're doing. So I understand it. So, yes, I get it. Regulations are needed. But at this point, I don't think that additional regulatory action needs needs to be implemented personally. I think this should serve as as a an example of what happens when you allow the billionaire class to continue to get away with malfeasance for so long to where they're, they're, they basically have the, their, their hands around the neck of the little guy. So it's true. So it's like, I don't want to fight against our right to push back against this because mm. if they stop us from pushing back against this, then at the end of the day, the status quo wins again. The only problem is that we are stuck appealing to the status quo to correct the status quo. So what do you think, Alana Boo, Freddie B? I mean, with all the things that happened this week in the stock market, all the thousandaires and millionaires that was made off of the people going after the 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 big billionaire hedge funds and, and pumping up a stock that is, is frankly of a company that's probably not worth half of, a quarter, a third, a sixteenth of what they pumped it up to. Should these regulators get involved and 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 do something to help uh, the, the 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 little guys in the in the end per se, or should they do something to to make the game fairer? 
from the jump so that nobody can manipulate the stock? Um, I think, I mean, like, we, we live in a time where it's difficult now because we got social media. Everybody can create a wave and then just run with stuff. You know, you got cancel culture. You got so many different things that now people can start a wave in literally an hour. Um, and that's what's happening. Like, everybody has congregated on Reddit, this Reddit thread, which has, like, a million uh, members. Six million now. Make, Six million, yeah. It went right. from so it went from the hundreds of thousands to one point four million about two weeks ago, and then when this move happened last week, it jumped to three by Tuesday and six by Wednesday. Right, they they, they got a Twitter profile that's verified. Like you know, it's just not like now you can you can do old fashioned witch hunts. Like that's that's what all this is. All this uh um uh, amounts to back in the day when you know in Salem, uh, Massachusetts, when they would do the witch hunt, like oh that's a witch, and everybody just like get the pitchforks and then run and get them like nobody asks any that's, questions i like that that's, that's a great that's a great analogy to this I, I like that analogy that's really that's good that's real good yeah that's 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 where we at with the social media so with with the um stock market it's one of the things like what like what what do you do because it's like the the little people like in this case the little people are able to stick it to these billionaires because uh michael jordan lost a whole bunch of money in this uh because uh, the team because he, he he owns like seventy percent of the Hornets and then like the rest and like some other people that he's involved with are are are, are these are hedge fund people and they've lost like millions hundreds of millions of dollars in this GameStop fiasco nineteen point seven five billion I think at this point is what the, what the hedge funds have lost yeah yeah so you know it's it's real crazy so it's like what what does the SEC do to curb and stop this because and and it's also interesting how like Robinhood is in the middle of this, and they have a they have a class action lawsuit against them now from the people who couldn't trade and sell, couldn't trade uh, the GameStop stock because they stopped them. But the app is called Robinhood, and like Robinhood, the mythical figure <laughs> robbed from the rich and gave, gave them to the, exactly that's right, what's that's happening. Right. So it's like it, it, it like Robin Robinhood, the owners of Robinhood should get smacked with a with the lawsuit. So I mean, I'm, me, I'm kind of like it's, it sounds like I'm on both sides, but I think I probably would. Err a little more to the to the little guy getting there just do, but like I said, you also got this witch hunt mentality of social media. Everybody can just jump on the wave yeah. and then run with it crazy and to to the detriment of whoever it is. Because right now it's detriment to the billionaires, but in the same voice and the same breath, it could be a detriment to a regular person. And you know what? It's interesting you brought up the witch hunt. You brought up the Reddit group because that is the the group that kind of pushed or started the movement. Wall Street bets on Reddit. And like he was saying, they, they, they got millions of, of users and readers on that. And what I find interesting about this is that hundreds, I think almost 200,000 thousandaires were made. You know what I mean? From this, like people who did not have this level, a high level of money where they could pay student loans. And I saw somebody paid them all the surgery that she's been waiting on. And I've seen a lot of just success stories or, 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 mm. or, or prosperity stories, more or less from this this play that's happening in the market and meanwhile on the other side of the gate you got the billionaires crying crying foul but then they one of the companies citadel is connected to investing in robin hood and so when robin hood stops one side of the bet see the thing about what you said for it to be when robin hood took the stock off what is what is telling and truly telling about this situation is it is the rich cheating to win because robin hood didn't stop people from selling GameStop, they stopped people from buying it. They stopped one side of the bet and the side of the bet that they stopped was the side that the little guys were using to win because the way they were win, winning was by inflating the price of it from buying it, continually buying it. Buy, buy, buy. Even on the Reddit group, 
It says on their on their on their uh site, YOLO, you only live once. Dump life savings into this. People were taking fifty thousand, a hundred thousand, their four hundred one Ks, all of their savings, and throwing it onto this stock. And when you stop that one side of the bet that is winning, to me, you're not playing fair. Alana Boo, what are your thoughts on this? Just so far, I, I play I'd this ag- clip. I'd agree with that. Um, to stop one side is 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 definitely not playing fair. Um, I don't know, you know, just a whole lot about exactly what's going on to just really, you know, get in deep with it. Right. But right. Um, but if if you're gonna do it fair, then do it fair. Right. You know. But um, is it almost just seems like. You know, they just want the rich to get richer, and and you know, like the the poor man was was basically you know climbing that ladder and was gaining. Um, mm-hmm. And then you want to stop one side of it, and it's like really, you know, like um, I, I don't personally think that's fair in the situation. Um, I do know that like back in two thousand eight, two thousand nine, I think it was Volkswagen who this had a sim- similar situation happened, mm-hmm. and it's, it makes me want to go back and say, well, did you do that then to them? You know. Um, cause at that time, you know, social media wasn't the beast, you know, that it is now, like what Freddie B was talking about. And, um, so it may not have been an article like a Reddit that pushed, you know, just the average Joe. So in that case, it was more already wealthy people, millionaires, billionaires that were a part of the Volkswagen, uh, push. Yeah. But, yeah. um, but yeah, I don't, I honestly don't think it's fair. Yeah. I think, I think if, if when you when if, if the little man is winning, and he's figured out how to play your game, right? And and, I, and don't get me wrong, I understand what Freddie B means by the witch hunt. But let's just say if the if the witch really was a witch, okay? And they and they say that's really a witch though. Like I mean, like okay, these those people might not be with. This is a real witch. These guys are trying to take this business out of business by shorting their stock. They're taking the value of the stock out down. The further down it goes, the more they win. They are shorting the stock. And these 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 lay folks say, well, we can we can squeeze you out of this. We can essentially create what's called a short squeeze. We're gonna buy it until it can't be bought no more. How about that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> to me, that's to me. I think that I think that is the whole purpose of like Freddie B said. I'm, I, and I love your analogy, Freddie B. I love the, the thought of Robin Hood. That's what isn't that what Robin Hood did? Yeah, that's what it did. That's okay. Exactly did. Okay. And I mean, and, and and a lot of this stuff is barrier to entry. Like, because before, um, when you bought stock, the barrier to entry was one of, you know, because the barrier to entry is, is primary, primarily education. And so before you had these apps and, you know, and you could just download an app on your phone and you can look and you can read and see numbers and get all the information right to your phone. Before you had to go buy a newspaper and you had to search. You had to do a lot of right. searching to get the information to invest and, and to invest in stock. And more than likely, you had to enlist the help of a stockbroker or somebody uh, of that ilk to know what the hell is going on. So most people didn't do it. Now the barrier entry is so low. Right. And so, and, uh, and and most of the people who are involved in that are rich people. And so they're able to circulate that money amongst the rich because the barrier entry was high. Now it's low. Now it's like, okay, hold on, wait, whoa. Like we got to figure out, we got to change this up to now the barrier entry is low, but now we got to add some different loops in there for y'all to jump through to actually make, you know, make make progress. It's it's almost similar like the golf. Like golf, the barrier entry is so high, and you look at who plays golf, and and uh, compared to who plays basketball and football, 
because the barrier to entry is low, so people can hop in. Golf barrier entry is high. Tennis well, barrier to entry is high. Well, let's. I'm gonna pin you right there. I'm gonna stop it right there. We'll play our second clip for the internet never lost because okay. barrier to entry is is a is a good conversation to have. Uh, 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 Freddie B. Here we go. Let's take listen to this. Right. So 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 somebody just decided. Okay, let's take this stock that has no value and let's just pump it up. And and you and, and you cannot tell me in a billion years you can never convince me that they're doing it just because they want to you know take from the rich and give to the poor. I I, I believe that they and they're like okay. I I've read tons of stories. I mean I got students that had made a hundred thousand dollars this week on that stock. You know so so you can't tell me that it's all about we gonna just do the right thing or stick it to the man. It's also like I'm gonna go in here and get my money, and if I know I can artificially inflate the price of a stock and do a pump and dump anytime I want without any scrutiny whatsoever, I, that seems to be something that needs to be regulated. What do you think? I mean, if you're going to like regulate this situation, then you're going to have to also target the same billionaires who have been making a lot of money off of manipulating the market for a very long time. So, I mean, unless you're going to like all out like ban speculation <laughs> all around, like you're going to have to show some type of fairness in this. And I'm particularly interested in what the SEC is going to do regarding this because they just put out an announcement saying that they're going to be you know, looking into this and they're going to make sure that retail investors are protected. Mm. But that's an equivocal statement. And it, it is an equivocal statement because most of the language that is used to disenfranchisement, it, to disenfranchise us is always framed as for our protection. So just right. because you heard him say that, don't go thinking that, oh yeah, we're going to save you guys. <laughs> nah, bro. They're going to impose more restrictions on you in order to protect you the same way that they censor you. It's for your own good and your own protection. So I say everyone should pay attention to what's going on right now. Really keep a keen eye on this because what they do next is really going to speak to their true intentions as it pertains to uh, the American people. Mm, 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 mm. So, Freddie B, you were just speaking on barrier to entry. Does this mean that it's a potential that these regulators could come in and, and, and raise the barrier to entry? Because not because Robin Hood made it easy for a lot of people to get in. And let me not mm -hmm. just put the onus on Robin Hood because really Robin Hood, to me, is one of the villains in the situation. Okay? But like Weeble, okay, Fidelity, Trade Station, E-Trade, all of these companies, uh, uh, Thinkorswim, you know, all of these companies – who allow retail investors, retail investors from my, from my folks out here who don't know are just people like me and you, just regular old people who can hop in with no money and, and start an account and they make their first trade and don't get, don't get, don't get charged a, a commission for those trades. So they call them retail investors. These applications, these software uh, 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 applications and these phone apps allow many people to do it. And I can't, I would be remiss. I'd have shout out all them white companies. I have to shout out Doe, which is a black uh, uh, broker that you can download on your phone and do the same thing you can do with Robinhood. You can trade stocks and it's black owned. So I have to shout them out, make sure I put that out there because, you know, you got all these white ones. But they have allowed these people who normally they had to go actually get a broker on on Wall Street to make the trade for them. Right. They've allowed them to come in and be able to do this. And now they come in. You told us to get this financial literacy. You told us to go learn about it. You told us this is what you should do. This is what you should have been doing. And now that we're doing it now, we're doing it and we figure out, oh, wait a minute. You you guys are 
are taking companies out by shorting their stock. Well, we don't like that. We like video games. Okay. Some of the people like Fortnite. Okay. Some of the people want to go to GameStop and buy trinkets and toys or whatever they want to do. And you about to take them out of business. You about to, you about to, to bankrupt this company. No, we don't like that. We decide we're going to buy the stock <laughs> and we're going to keep buying it. <laughs> and we're not going to stop buying it until we get tired of buying it until we go broke and we ain't got no food on the table and we're going to keep buying it. <laughs> oh, but while we're doing it, we're going to get rich doing it. So yeah, my cash is gone, but my intrinsic value is so high that if I hit the, if I cash out, you are done, son. What do you think about this? Freddie B. Alana boot. I mean, are they going to raise the barrier to entry now? Alana? Hell, we'll see. That's that Nashville that came out of her like that boy. Going straight country backwoods. She's like, hell, she hell, willing to do everything goddamn honky tonk motherfuckers do. I mean, I think I think it's I think it's definitely gonna happen because you know you talking about you know you talking about infringing on some of these people who are multi millionaires and billionaires money and they they don't you know they they got there for a reason. And they plan on keeping that money, you know, so they're going to go to the government. You know, you got lobbyists. Yeah, they're going yeah, they to do whatever they're gonna they pay, they're gonna, they're do. They're going to throw gonna money pay it. to, yep. yeah, they're going to throw money to all these different people. Like, yo, we need this law passed to add this to the amendment, to the legislation of trading or whatever needs to happen to where they're now. Now, when you trade on these different things, like it's an, it's an, it's an extra hoop that you got to jump through and you got to give this money or just different taxes. Like, you know, they have a tax where they'll probably have a catch all to where if you don't make a certain amount of trades per year, if you don't make a certain amount of money in your trades per year, if you over a certain level and you're under a certain level, it's kind of like, you know, why the, how the middle class getting squeezed out. If you if you fall in this little middle area, then you got all these taxes to pay, and you gon' and, and your tax situation is gonna be so complicated that you gonna have to have an accountant, a CPA, to work on your stuff. And then a lot of people are like, uh, you know, I don't even feel like dealing with that. Let me just stay small because I know I ain't gonna be able to make millions of dollars per year to not deal with this. It's just like you know, in, in regular income, like multi-million and billionaires, they make so much money that they they know how to find all the loopholes like what Trump did. Trump ain't the only one that only paid what $75 or whatever he paid in taxes. 750. Yeah, 750, right. You know cuz Amazon Amazon as a company they pay no taxes. <laughs> no they get you refunds. I mean? They actually get refunds. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Same thing with Bill Gates. Bill Gates don't pay no taxes. The government owes him. He gets wait, refunds wait, back wait, as well. Wait, 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 wait. Well, you can't you can't categorize him cuz the people mistakenly put him in that category cuz you have to remember he's in a state where they don't collect taxes from him. And he has felt he's he's built the government out, so they actually owe him for for reasons of bailouts. Right. Yeah, right, so. exactly. So, but but, but then Bezos, you, have, you can put in that category. You could put Bezos in there, and you could put uh, what's his name, Musk, the new the new world's billionaire, mm-hmm. right? Man. But but what I'm saying is, when, when you get to a certain level, you get so high up, you know how to maneuver and leverage all your different stuff to where you're not paying no taxes. You don't pay nothing to the tax, right? To the tax man. But then you in that middle area, that middle class, you making. Now more than ever, it's important for you and your family to enjoy the spaces you're in most often. Visit fergusonshowrooms.com to shop online or schedule a personalized consultation to meet with our experts at your local Ferguson bath, kitchen, and lighting gallery. Together we'll help you make the most of home and create a space you'll love to live in. Get started on your project and discover extraordinary products like the Quartz Luxe Undermount Kitchen Sink from LK. You want cash. 
you want to get stuff done. So what do you do? You buy 5-Hour Energy, of course. You upload the receipt to 5hewin.com, then find out if you've instantly won $10, $100, or even $1,000. Then you drink that 5-Hour Energy and cut through your to-do list like a hot knife through butter. 5-Hour Energy, the official sponsor of Getting Stuff Done. No purchase necessary. Must be 18 and a legal resident of the U.S. Ends June 30th, 2021. For rules, visit 5hewin.com slash rules. Void where prohibited. Message and data rates may apply. A high one hundred thousand, two, three, four, five hundred thousand dollars. You in an area where your leverage ain't up there yet, but then you not poor to where they gonna be just to where it doesn't make sense for them not to take no money from you, and you gonna get hit with like thirty three percent of your money you make. Got to go to tax man. But then if you too poor, then okay, you don't pay no more taxes again. So you know, it's I think there's something to happen like that with the with the uh, with the trading. No, I feel that because I you know. You know, being even in, in, in the position I'm in, you know, what you just said is is interesting because I, I look at my taxes like even where I am in percentage of earners, you know, I'm like, wow, I'm 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 like what Freddie B would call what well, he I think you call him talented tiff. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm in that ten percent. I'm in that ten percent bracket, but then I don't feel it because they take so much from you. It feel like I jump right back down to the to the you know mm-hmm. back to the twenty percent. So so I think that this is interesting. All my fans out there, two questions for you. Should the SEC step in? Second question. If they step in, who are they going to ultimately protect? Send us a message. Our handles are in the description below. Let us know how you feel about this whole Wall Street drama. Uh, this has been yours truly, T. Staples, and this week's edition of The Internet Never, Never Lost. Never lost. <laughs> but it might lose this time. Right. I did this topic for the internet loss because I think it's a good segue into what our topic today is, which is t- talking about 21st century gender norms, the female breadwinner and where the money reside. And, and, and just like AMC stock, we saw that the market decided, you know, the market being whatever the market decides the price should be decides where the money resides. Um, you know, these new, these new, these new uh, power women, uh, these women of the 21st century century are shifting our gender norms. Um, Alana Boo. What's up? You know, tell us, tell me this. Mm-hmm. The female breadwinner, you know, changing where the money reside. You know, this topic for today. How big is this? I mean, are we talking about a few, a few women? You know, because we know black women and, and and women in general, but black women in particular are graduating at a higher rate than the men are. They're going to college at a higher rate than the men are. We know the statistics, but what, but. But how big of an issue is this? And is this an issue at all? Or is this something we should be celebrating? I definitely think it's something that we should be celebrating. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, historically, men have been the breadwinners in the family. And um, it's, you know, as with with everything in life, things must change and there's going to be a shift. And um, I think that it's something that it needs to happen. I'm all for um, equal pay. You know, for for women and men that are doing the same jobs, I'm all for that. You know, for the longest, the men have been paid more than the women, even though they're doing the exact same job. And um, that's not fair. So things are starting to balance out. We're not quite there yet. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. As of right now, I found this article on National Public Radio um, dot I think it's dot org. And um, it basically says that nearly 30 percent of American wives in heterosexual dual income marriages earn more than their husbands. And that's according to a 2018 uh, data from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Mm-hmm. So that's up from 18 percent back in the 80s, back in like 1987. Mm. 
So um, we're making great gains and great strides. Um, we're not 100 percent there yet, but the, the tide is definitely shifting to mm. more of a female breadwinner situation. And I, I'm here for it. Are you here for it, Tommy T? I am here for it. I'm here for it. I think that women should, if you are doing the same job mm -hmm. as a man, that you should be getting paid the same as the man. What question I would have is what are the jobs that we're that are in question here that women are not getting paid the same but are doing equal work for because I because one of the things that I kind of find myself in battle with when I when I when I as I've been in corporate America is I've noticed that there are these little sneaky ways right that the company set things up where well she's she's a, 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 a an executive producer of X, Y, and Z, but, but he's the, he's a chief content official of X, Y, and Z, you know, they both have control over what's, what's happening, but you know, his title's bigger. So his check is bigger, you know, and, and, and the same thing, if you, if you bring it down to a smaller level, you know, so I'm kind of curious, like if they're doing the same work with different titles, should they still be getting paid the same or, is, or does the title, does the title change anything? Does the or, title dictate? Right. You know, does it dictate? What the salary is? You know, it's like it's like I'm the I'm the I'm the branch manager and I'm the and I'm the and I'm the assistant manager, but I'm doing all the work that the branch manager should be doing. Do should I be getting the branch manager check, even though my title does not does not uh 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 uh, uh give me the credential that the the branch. So I'm kind of curious about that because a lot of these things when we, I hear women say equal rights, equal pay, you know, uh, men you know, often tag onto that equal responsibility. And when they tag that on there, women go, uh-uh, uh-uh. And so I'm curious, are we doing the same job or is, are we talking about titles or what are we talking about when we say that? Because I think the statistic, even though it's changing, I still think that there are, uh, the statistic shows that men, for every dollar that man make, I think women are still like with 80 cents, 70 cents. Yeah, on a dollar, so they still haven't quite gotten there. No, so we, we still haven't have work there to do. Yet. We still have work yeah, to we, do. Yeah, right? we definitely still have work to do. Um, like I said, it's it's only nearly thirty percent of um, American wives um, are are considered to be the breadwinners in Got their you. households. Okay. Um, so we we definitely aren't there yet. Mm -hmm. Making great strides towards it, but I think that. Um, well, what are these jobs though? Like, what what are we talking about when we say? I that? mean, it 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 honestly ranges. I mean, it goes from you know from teachers to um like you like you gave the example of uh banking you know branch manager and assistant branch managers um historically men in the exact same position were still paid more mm. so um and you know i don't know if it's just you know the the culture of society being sort of brainwashed to you know for the man to be the breadwinner of the household and you know and that was a justification that they used for it you know i'm i'm not sure but um but it's definitely a situation where, you know, the tide is starting to turn a little bit. Um, we got a long way to go. Like you just said, I mean, in comparison, women are only making, you know, 70 to 80 cent on the dollar compared to the man. Yeah. So um, we definitely have a long way to go. But it's a situation where um, we have definitely room for growth. Mm -hmm. um, I think. More than just this was just um, based on American women. It didn't break it down into um, race. Mm -hmm. So um, and historically, black women have made even less than the white woman, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, when it comes to um, uh, pay scales and things like that. But um, now nowadays, you know, we, women are finding themselves more educated, um, you know, which is 
is is always a great thing, you know, to to have someone with you know a couple of degrees in the household. Right. We got some degrees in our household over here. So, <laughs> you know, having some some degrees in the household can definitely change your um, economic status in life. So I think, you know, as long as we just keep on continue on this uptick, I mean, black women are definitely um, on among the group that are fastest rising in terms of becoming breadwinners in their households. Um because historically, you know, African American the African American male has been more of a blue collar worker versus a white collar worker, mm. and so, um, but black women are getting more so in the are becoming getting more so in the white collar world nowadays. You know, they're becoming, um, you know, we have uh, the young black female. I forgot her name. Um, the youngest African American female stockbroker. You know, right now. Oh yeah, yeah. I was just talking about her not too long ago. I think yeah, her she, name is Lauren or Laurel or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And she's working for a hedge fund. She's actually managing the fund. A yeah, million dollar fund. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, I mean, we're breaking bar- barriers and breaking glass ceilings all over the place. Oh. We got Kamala Harris. You know, what I'm saying the the vice president of the United States now. Um, so we're definitely getting there. We're just we just haven't arrived just yet. And let's be clear, you know. So I'm I'm looking at payscale.org. So if you guys want to go out here and look at here, uh, I, I, on looking at this, I, I want to be very clear. When it comes to black men and women, we're both at the bottom of the totem pole. Oh of yeah, earners definitely. So and that's below Hispanics. Not that crazy. Okay, and so we are definitely at the bottom of the totem pole. Even though we make up 13 percent of the population, mm-hmm. we're at the bottom of the totem pole. So there's definitely a need for um um, more education and more opportunity but i i would almost argue that black women and black men aren't aren't necessarily at an imbalance of pay black men aren't making that much more uh than black women but on the scale of men to women normally when you hear that statistic they're talking about white men typically they're talking yeah. about white men and a lot of yeah. people is that a black because men black men are men we get looped into white men but when you break it out on demographics you re- you recognize oh wait a minute not only a black women at the bottom but black men are at the bottom and black women actually have a moment in their in their in their pay um in their sorry in their lifetime where they're actually above hispanic women for a short bit of time and then hispanic will cross them in their 30s and 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 overtake them and so it becomes in order asian man white man white woman hispanic man hispanic woman black and black so like and you can look at payscale.org is a they keep up with uh the statistics in america age 22 they say the average black uh male makes uh forty eight thousand dollars uh age 22 the average black female makes thirty nine thousand dollars five hundred thirty nine thousand five hundred and and he the male peaks at 59 years old at eighty thousand the female peaks at sixty one thousand and we're still at the bottom Mm-hmm. So that's that's our statistic. And um, I think it's interesting that when we start talking about the, the female breadwinner and the gender roles that are that come with that, is it simply just because she's making more money that, that the roles are changing? Well, uh, yes. <laughs> OK, Freddie B. Tell well, us. It depends. It depends on your household. But I'll go ahead, Freddie B. I mean, I think I think the whole thing with all this is uh, black women get caught up in what white women doing kind of to what you just said about black men getting looped into white white men a black a black woman like you know whole feminist feminist movement back in the day like that one for black women black women but white women uh they they co-opted black women because black women gonna go to work we all know that like if something happened and black women get involved like oh we about to go to work they about to they about to raise some hell shake some stuff up break some stuff 
Like, I mean, I'm speaking all figuratively, but, you know, stuff is going to happen. Stuff going to move. You know what I mean? And so white women knew this. They're like, okay, let's get the black women in here because, you know, y'all need rights too. Look, y'all need. And before that, black women, like black women and black men, we were good. We were Gucci. At the yeah. house, black men go to work. Mm-hmm. Black black girl, black woman at home taking care of kids. Family was good. We were growing, like we was fighting through Jim Crow, Reconstruction, all that building, giving birth to people like Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, raising these families. We were doing good, and then white women came, like black women. Yeah, you just at the house barefoot, taking care of kids. That ain't that ain't that ain't your purpose. You're supposed to be doing more, black woman. And it's like more what? And so then it's like, hey, look. Feminist movement, fight for your rights, do this, that, and the third. And then they got co-opted in that, broke up the back fa- black family, you get in the 70s, 80s, they drop crack in the neighborhood. Black family, done. And so getting to this this new age thing, like, you know, kind of to what, because um, I, I I disagree with you, um, Lana Boo. Totally disagree with you. Because, you disagree know, you talk with, you, with uh, everything he said. Um, so here, look. <laughs> no, he said everything. He said everything. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, I'm being, I'm being, I'm being, I mean, I'm being a little facetious. Not every single thing, but yeah. you know, but um, but y'all get what I'm saying. But um, yes, I mean, if a woman is, you know, obviously, um, if a woman is doing the same job a man is doing, like, there's no reason to be paid less. But the reason why that is the case because you know it's a it's a common unsaid thing in corporate America that's built that you don't talk about what you get paid, and which right. is to- totally false because you look at sports entertainment, like you know what. Denzel getting paid for a movie. You know what mm-hmm. Ben Affleck getting paid for a movie. You know what Patrick Mahomes' contract was. You know, like you look at football. That's why you can't underpay none of the quarterbacks because you know what the market is. So when it's time for your your deal, you know what the market is. You can go get your money. If it was like that in the corporate, women would hop in. They know what the market is. They know they okay. I I know what I'm supposed to be getting paid. So you got to pay me this. But that 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 mystery helps the company to be able to underpay black people and underpay women for the same job. Now, to Thomas' point. That that's a valid point as well. Like you know, you put different titles on stuff to like to then justify why you may pay somebody less. Which you know, it may be justified and it may not be justified. It depends on the company. Like that's a little bit harder to to talk to. It's more know. nuanced. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You you can't you can't you know that's that's like that new age racism as well. It's like you can't really like it's so mystifying and 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 amoebic. It's like you know you can't really put your finger on it because some jobs is actually actually like the titles are different and so they do different stuff. It may be similar, but there's different nuance where okay this is he does this differently than you do and that's why we pay him more. But then to with the teacher thing, there aren't any male teachers. So if you have supply and demand, so if you have a male teacher, he's going to get paid more than a woman teacher because there aren't any male teachers. And you need male teachers for these children because I used to substitute teach. And um, it was a couple of schools tried to get me to become a teacher. And they was offering me like all types of perks to skip over tests, uh, to be uh, certified. Oh, I can start teaching. I can teach up to five years without being certified and work on my certification and then become a teacher. A woman ain't couldn't that, do that. A, a woman could, ain't that a bitch. A woman couldn't do that. Oh, but oh, that, that that's because, ain't that a dog? Uh, I don't know. Ain't, ain't that, that a bitch? Oh well, yeah, oh, a, I, see, uh, I see what you did. I see what you did. Okay, I see what you did. I see what you did. But yeah, so you know, it's a, it's a thing where because in that school, like in that whole in that whole grade, they had no male teachers, none, mm-hmm. all female teachers. So you know, it's like you know they want male teachers, so you gotta you gotta sweeten the pot per se to get male teachers in there. So you gotta pay them more. You gotta give them all different types of perks because ain't none. But going back to the breadwinner in the household, I think it's a mentality. Like you know, I'm 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 cool. I'm all for women moving up, getting degrees and all that type of stuff, but it's things that come with that that most women can't counteract. Most women lose their femininity the more degrees they get, the more money they make, the higher they go up in in, in uh in business. They lose their you femininity. So? They become I know so. 
And I've seen it multiple times. I got tell multiple friends that are like lawyers. Tell, tell us why you got, I got couple <laughs> friends. Couple, I got multiple <laughs> friends that are like lawyers, got PhDs and all this, and they get very masculine in how they move. And they end up being like just the fun girl side chicks. They just get knocked off and then they realize like, oh, I want somebody. But why only married men just reach out to me? Why only married men be hitting me up? And because it's like they don't like men don't want to be with you because you're you 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 move masculine. And when I say masculine and feminine, like it's not just it's not aggression because a, a woman can stand for her ideas and and not go for no BS. But she can be very feminine because the thing is is like every male every male knows every male knows that um that woman like you know especially in school that woman who wasn't going she not going you ain't gonna just smash and pass like every dude know that so you, you so like if a new dude come around like oh who's that who's that uh, a male immediately be like bruh don't even don't even like unless you gonna be with her don't even try it because she ain't going with because mm. we know who to respect and who not to respect but freddie b you can, I, can I can i can i can i add something to it but but can i can i ask you this then does a rising tide lift all boats i mean hell we both at the bottom of the totem pole so if she's starting to make more can we not just say let's celebrate that and let's hope that we can get our boat lifted along the way or no? Yeah, and 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 so that that's a that's a good philosophy to have. But usually, if a woman is making way more than her man, she don't this respect go out the window, like because mm. it's, it's hard for a woman to come home and respect a man how he should be respected if if he if she making a hundred k and he making forty k because then because then because most women look like. Like I can do bad by myself. Like what I need you for? You ain't doing you. You can't. Because the thing is, is that regardless of the fact that the matter is whatever gender norms, however you categorize it, you know the natural inclination. You look at you look at the animal kingdom. The men provide and the men protect. And so, if you are not able to provide, and then even then protecting, you can you might you might can kind of do that or you can barely do that. Then you have no worth as a man. And then the woman can see that she she sees that inherently. So then she like, why do I need you? And see, so she treats you any type but of is, way. Is that so a woman? As a man, is, okay, hold on, Thomas. Ahead, ahead, so as a man, Freddie B, are you saying that your worth is tied into your economic status? Uh, a, a big a big part of being a man, yes, because it's being able to provide. Because it's it's based on the society we live in. We live in a consumer a capitalistic society. If we if we go back to before before capitalism, we go back to just hunter hunter and gatherer. Then it's this man has to go out and kill and and kill the beast and 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 conquest the beast and then carry it back home. Then it's the same deal. It's the man's worth is 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 based on him being able to go out and kill that beast and being able to carry it back home. If you if a woman wouldn't back in those days woman wouldn't be with no man you couldn't go out and kill the beast and because she can't do it so then if you can't do it it's like what's what's the point you have no worth okay so now is this how you also personally feel or just based on societal norms like do you personally feel that your value as a man is based on how much money you make my my i mean well that, that's a big part of it but it's not solely that because it's 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 different ways that you can provide mm-hmm. so as a man you know you provide that's one part financially but it's also mentally spiritually emotionally intellectually providing exactly. all these different ways mm-hmm. and so as a man you have you have to be able to provide that but financially is a big part because niggas want to eat niggas want to have a, a a clean safe place to live and then and it's relative so if a woman is making 120k she's ex- her expectations of how to live are a certain level. And if mm-hmm. you're only making 30K, then yo, what you can provide can't meet her expectations. So that's where the respect starts to erode. 
Well, let me say so something. You, let, let me say mm-hmm. something here because I think what we have here is a failure to cooperate. No, no, honestly, what we have here <laughs> is I think what we have to recognize is is this a issue of wealth and prosperity in the black community and does this translate does this same ideology translate to other communities because white communities overwhelmingly have uh women making money and they still marry their men and it's not a problem he's in the house and and i think Mm -hmm. Going back to something Freddie B talked about when black women were sold this idea of femininity by white women in order to allow these white women who had a problem with their white men, right? They want to say something to their white men. They had a problem with them to, to, to get to a certain level. They needed the camaraderie of the black woman. But once they got what they needed, dropped her off along the way and she was left holding the bad thinking, oh, I don't need no man. Yet the very women who were... Uh, promoters and and, and 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 pioneers of this movement all married with kids and, and grown and grandmas now. I think mm-hmm. one of the women that you you know one of the people uh, Sue Ellen Browder has a book called Subverted that talks about how she helped this sexual revolution hijack the women's movement. And so I think it's important to say that this does not happen equally across all demographics. There are married people right now Hispanic where the woman is making more. And guess what? She not out here. She not. She's not cussing and fussing her man. Matter of fact, she's coming home and doing more, which is even crazier. Like she's taking on more roles. She's doing more in the kitchen. She, I mean, she's. I mean, she's still working in the kitchen, taking care of the kids, and she's making more money. So, is this isolated to black? Uh, uh, uh to the black community where women I, feel like if if you making more, oh, you ain't doing nothing. You ain't worth nothing. I can't. Is that what it is, Freddie? See, I, and I think I think the part of it is is people not understanding marriage is a business. Like, you know, love is a part of it, and you obviously won't love there. But primarily, the whole point of marriage is a business. It's to get with somebody, have children, and build a nuclear family family unit. And then those children, stand, you know, sit on the shoulders of giants to see further so they can do more and, and go further than what their parents did. And so a lot of those cultures, they understand that. So the woman ain't going to leave the man because she know, like, okay, my children, they need me and they need their father. They don't need no broken family. So I'm not going to, you know, leave him like, okay, I got to work. I got to do more. And he, he doing way less. He may not be pulling his weight, quote unquote, but I'm not about to go nowhere. We going, we going to be here and we going, we going to tough it out. We going to grind it out and we going to keep it pushing. But the thing is, is to, to um, what Alana Boo was saying earlier about the percentage of women making more men going from 18 to 30%, the percentage of divorce has also went up as well. And then 80%. 70 to 80% of divorces yeah. in this country are filed by women. Filed 50 by to women, 60 yeah. of those are, the reason is irreconcilable differences. That means that it's a, that's a no-fault divorce. That means like, oh, I'm done. I want to go. And I want to leave. And that's what a lot of, specifically speaking, black women do. They make them more money. Now more than ever, it's important for you and your family to enjoy the spaces you're in most often. Visit fergusonshowrooms.com to shop online or schedule a personalized consultation to meet with our experts at your local Ferguson bath, kitchen, and lighting gallery. Together, we'll help you make the most of home and create a space you'll love to live in. Get started on your project and discover extraordinary products like the Orizo Chandelier from Progress Lighting.
When you place a wager with William Hill Sportsbook, every sports moment becomes even more interesting. And we have a special 2021 offer to help you bet on all your favorite sports risk-free. Download the William Hill mobile app. And when you sign up, you can get started with a risk-free bet of up to $2,021. Use promo code RADIORF. Must be present in Tennessee. Terms and conditions apply. 21 plus only. Gambling problem? Call or text the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789. Let's make it interesting. With William Hill Sportsbook. And 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 that's the saying I could do bad all by myself. That's an inherently black woman statement. You don't hear white women and Mexican women, Latino women, Asian women talking. About, I could do bad all by myself. Exactly. But that's what black women believe. And it's like you can do bad all by yourself. It kind of related to the live I did this past week about marrying potential as well. But I mean, I won't go down that road. But the thing is, is that you know when you get married, it's a business. It's about building. It's about building something. So even if you make it more to your man, then. That don't mean you come home and, and emasculate him and disrespect him. It's like, okay, he's still a man. Like, still treat him as such. Well, right. Well, and, so, and, okay. and, and, you know, and I want to tie this to, to what's going on in today's society with COVID. So, you know, with the COVID-19 recession, the unemployment rates skyrocketed. Yes. And a lot of male breadwinners found themselves in a position to where they no longer were, you know, um, and yes. so then, you know, because that I mean, that personally happened in my household where my husband was the initial breadwinner. And then now um, with COVID and everything like that from his main job, he was laid off. And so um, and then everything else that's surrounding his entertainment and streams of income were also halted. You know, NBA stopped, yes. you know, wrestling, uh, everything that he was doing as side um, streams of income stopped. Mm-hmm. So. Here I am in the banking industry and, you know, we're still considered to be basically essential workers. And so we're, you know, we're still going to work every yeah, day. Nothing my money resides. My money resides. You essential worker. Yeah. Right. So you, right. So you, so you, <laughs> literally, you literally work where the money resides. Like, no, literally. Yeah. literally. Oh, well, play with the money now. Well, play with the money no, I can't play with them dollars, you know. So, um, so, you know, this, this is you know my this we're we're living this currently mm-hmm. um where now I'm the female breadwinner in the household temporarily probably more than likely um so but you know he had to deal with as a man you know how that affects you you know emotionally and you know because right. you, you know because you know you're men you got your pride you got your egos you know and all that kind of stuff and so he had to he had a moment where he had to kind of check himself to to realize that his his value and his worth is not all surrounding his paycheck so in my household I feel it's my business okay now I'm now I'm the breadwinner but it's still my job to come home and reassure this man still make sure this man holds his head up high because you are still the king of this household you know with or without a check so I, I get what you're See, saying, but and, I don't feel so, like so, it's an overriding well, so, thing for but, all black women. But, like, not on, all but, black women are disciplined. No, 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 wait, Hold on, Freddie, before you go, because the question I wanted to, to, to present to you, Alana Boo, was mm-hmm. the outliers, are they few or are they many? Because it's because there are a lot of situations out there that resemble yours. Yours is not unique. Right. But, but how you handle it makes you an outlier. And the question I would have is, how many Alana boos are there? Now, Freddie, go ahead. I mean, that's yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, like what, like, yeah. like what you just said. Like, okay, yeah, that's cool. And and I mean, even with him, like that's that's 
like your husband is operating like a man. That's obviously like he's a man. That and that's just is what it is. And so mm-hmm. yes, his 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 worth and his value in the relationship, not not as a not as a per, not as a singular person, but in a marriage, that's his worth. But your but you did your job. You see what I'm saying? But if you exactly. didn't do your job, then he probably would spiral somewhere else, and then y'all end up getting divorced. But like, but that's what I'm saying. You understand the whole concept of marriage and and where he where his position is, and you did your job. Women ain't mm-hmm. doing that. That's not common. Like what you just said, you did. That's not common by any means. Most women they come in. Oh, he lost all this money. He was the breadwinner, but then this came and gutted everything. Then it's like, okay, you probably give him a couple months, but then six months, like, all right, okay, what's up? Like, I'm bringing all the money. I'm coming home, <laughs> and then hit like and he, and he then, said, and, six and, months. What's it's up? It's a timeline on this right. report, huh? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. You know, like she come home, she come home, and she like, look, okay, well, you still ain't got no job. I'm not, t- I'm not doing no cooking. I'm not doing no cleaning. Nothing. I'm not doing nothing. When I come home, I'm gonna sit and look. Like you figured out, and then he might want some loving. Like no, get your you, you a bum. Like you know, no, and then that that start to degradate or whatever like that. Like women won't maintain the household. You know, what I mean? and when I say maintain the household, I'm not saying just strictly cooking and cooking doing and domestic stuff. Yeah. I'm talking about maintaining the household. Like you know, the act, yeah. the 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 maintaining the integrity of right. what you guys have. Most women ain't gonna do that. Like what yeah. you just said. I mean, I've seen it. I've seen it on both sides. You know, the the it's interesting because it kind of it kind of goes back to something you said to earlier, Thomas, about you know, your circle of friends mm-hmm. and uh, who you have surrounding you in your in your life. Um, that's in your close circle. Oh, and oh how, we were talking they, about before we got on. Before yeah, we got before on we show. got on to record. Okay, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So basically, the type of women that I have in my circle are similar are reflections of myself and to some degree. Okay. That's and important. so, that's, that's yeah, you know, that's so, yeah. so these are women who in their own respects, you know, I got one that's in the, um, like it field, um, one that is an entrepreneur herself. Uh, well, a couple of them that are entrepreneurs themselves and are the breadwinners in their families. And, and then, that they one I used have, to like, what about the one I used to like? She <laughs> You stop it. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, these are these are all women and we're all of basically the same mindset. And then I feel like there is this other group or category of women who are like the Freddie, what Freddie B is talking about, where, you know, Negro after four or five months, you you know, what I'm saying you ain't back on your feet. Then, you know, I'm saying you got to go. I can do bad all by myself. I've heard that before, too. So I I definitely can speak to, to both sides. I've seen it before, but in in my in my life and with who I surround myself with it's it's not it's not the I can do bad all by myself mentality and we and like and like Thomas said we may be the we definitely are the minority in this situation um you know cuz it seems like you know based on how the songs and stuff of today's society go mm-hmm. if you ain't coming the with Perry the money movies, right. you know yeah Alchemy i mean the Tyler Perry that, money yeah, yeah, yeah. the Tyler Perry movies yeah. the way you know the um like the hip hop industry and all that how it kind of basically um highlights you know where the money resides if he ain't got the money he can't get none of this cookie and you know what i'm saying all no this money, kind of no stuff <laughs> exactly. no money no bunny <laughs> so i get you know what i'm saying how sort of um how how society kind of can adopt that mentality, but for for me personally in my circle, I know a lot of women who don't have that mentality. But you know, it's interesting you say that. I I've per, I had a personal situation. Me personally, I, I was dating a woman a while back, mm-hmm. and um, she was the she was we weren't like in, we're not married, 
Right. But we were dating, and she essentially in our relationship was the breadwinner. Like, you know, she was living out in Williamson County and, and Nashville. She had a big house, you know, mm-hmm. the whole nine. And I was still in college trying to figure it out. I had I had a little job that was paying me eight hundred dollars a month, and that's oh, it. Hold on, wait. We we got to put that in perspective. Williamson County um, in the country is normally like top three net worth counties in, in the United oh, yeah, States. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're right. I got to put that in a second. I'm sorry. So, some, right. so somebody living in Williamson County, nine times out of ten, they got bread. Oh, yeah. That's she, where the money was at. She, she, <laughs> yes. she was where the money like, was at. That is well, as well, literally. Yeah. Like, and it's crazy because in Franklin, the, 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 the city seat of Williamson County, they have projects, but it's like the nicest projects you will ever see in the country. It's like, it's like they, look, they look like just regular apartments, but they're the projects. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so, you know, I, w- I was dating this lady and um, what was so interesting was part of the, the, well, the reason why we're not even together to this day was because uh, sh- when I finally was getting into that mode of realizing like, oh, snap, like she is she is like balling, like she is balling out of control. You know what I'm saying? She's doing her thing. I need to I need to hop on. For me, it was motivation. You know what I'm saying? For me, it was more or less like, let me get my shit together. You know what I'm saying? I'm, let me get out of school. Let me do this. And and I'll be honest, she helped me pay for one semester of my school. I remember like yesterday. And she and uh, what ended up happening was like I started trying to do stuff to make money. One of the things I did was I threw parties. So I was like, well, let me throw a party. I know how to make some money real quick. I threw a party. I made some money. And that triggered her. For some reason, she was like, ah, mm, mm, man, I would date when ain't going to do this. I'm like, what? Try to try to provide? Like, what you mean? Like, I mean, yeah, you might not have liked the The party was kind of raunchy. Yeah, true. You know, some hood people there. True. But you know what? $5 tickets at the door and, and $10 drinks. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know what. No, it was $5 drinks, $10 tickets at the door. And I mean, I made a little chunk of change. You know, she got mad, broke up with me. And what was so interesting about that situation, she came back later and she had the alarmable sentiment. You the king. You this. You know, I'm sorry. You know, I, I, I was I was this, that and the third. I, I, you know, I made a mistake. But we weren't married. So I was like, I'm out. Peace. You broke yeah. up me. I'm out. And, uh, <laughs> and, <was> go. <laughs> and uh, in our, in our, we, we got like a little chat. So our, one of our, our producer, Buddy Lee, just put in there t- about the movie Tyler Perry made uh, called Acrimony. It's kind of about that. And interesting thing about that, I was engaged. And um and I was in both positions in that relationship where I was making more money than her, and then she ended up making more money than me. And when she started making more money than me, she got like she was getting super disrespectful. But it was one point in time really? the movie the movie yeah yeah she was I mean she was already slightly disrespectful, but once she started uh-huh. making more money, uh, it, was, it got out of hand. And th- and that that's when I was like okay yeah this ain't for me. And I you know I broke the rela- I broke the engagement off with her. I was like yo this 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 don't seem like this is what you want to do. But the movie yeah. Acrimony when that movie dropped because you know I don't know if you guys seen Tyler Perry's Acrimony anybody listening or yeah. You know, yeah so you know in that movie the dude he was like trying to do this um invention he's trying to get it to this company and you know he he's down as lucky he got he got um old girl um what's her name uh taraji uh, uh, taraji Taraji. she she's fronting everything which i will say like i think like what he was doing with her was a little excessive it was a little excessive because he had her like cash some stuff out and pay for some or whatever like that it was 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 a little excessive too much much stress and and he he had cheated on her yeah, he cheated on, cheated on her when she was younger. But the whole concept of the movie was she was supporting him. And it was during that time when I had just I had just lost my job at uh at Cheddar. And um and so then my girl at the time, she saw it and she was equating that to us. So she would we we cause we cause uh we went cause we we had a movie pass at the time where you could see movies for free. Um, man, I miss movie pass. That was yeah, that was man, a good time, yeah, man. That, that was, was a good time that of my was, life. That was Woo. a beautiful time. Be- very it was beautiful. Killing time. the theaters, boy. AMC loved man. me. <laughs> man, I was yeah, I was at the movies like 
like multiple times a week. But um, so we went we went to go see that movie. We would literally have talks. She would like just find a way to bring that movie up and to talk about it. And then you know you saw at the end of the movie. Then he finally hit, made this money, got with the other girl, and then then Taraji lost her mind. The movie wasn't good, but the general concept of the movie, you know, it kind of speaks to this to where like you know, um women sometimes ha- have those have those feelings when the guy is down especially black women especially black women who got the degrees and that means you're making money you're exposed to money when you're mm-hmm. exposed to money and you're making money yourself you really start to feel that 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 feeling a lot of your women who haven't been exposed to money might maybe have some degrees but hadn't been exposed to money hadn't they they themselves ain't making 70 80 90 100 thousand dollars they have more of a feel of like you know that companionship with a man mm-hmm. like i just want to mm-hmm. be with a man i want to be with somebody to share life with mm-hmm. right i think it's interesting because as we talk about this and the issues that are coming up especially in our community where it, it, the women who are because you gotta think about it, women are breadwinners when they're single moms right they're the breadwinner then because they take care of themselves and their child right. and right. now when you get into a relationship and you're married and now you become a breadwinner and if you still have to do the same gender roles, you know, cook, clean, whatever, if you're doing those same gender roles and you're making the money, does is there a happiness penalty because you now essentially are taking on more than what you normally had to do? I mean, Alana, but maybe you could speak to this. Is there a, a happiness penalty happening here? Like, you know, does it put pressure on you? I mean, it, it definitely puts pressure on you. Um that's why I think it's it's so important for, you know, when you're in relationships that you got you have to communicate because, you know, mm-hmm. I can't read your mind. You can't read my mind. So when we come together, you know, we're, we're two individuals and we've decided to come together to to like Freddie B say, run this business of marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, when we decide to come together, we have to have a conversation about expectations. And, you know, if if I'm the let's say in this situation Thomas is the man working or is he like the stay at home dad it's about when there's a happiness penalty no yeah if the man's is the man is but see that's the thing is he really staying at home and being dad is he just being dad and he watching tv and doing his stuff like you know yeah so i think well, we have well, to- well, 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 well I, i'll say this so it's it's one thing like to what alana boo you just said stay at home dad if he stay at home dad that means that he's not he's no longer looking for work i'm assuming i'm right. assuming he, he's now becoming a house dad like he's taking care of the house and the thing is at which point he should be washing the dishes and doing the clothes and all the other stuff right yeah if if, if that's if that's what he's now doing like he's no longer looking for work and he's gonna be the house dad then yeah he cooking taking care of the whole house he doing all the all the domestic work around the house but on the flip side you got cases which i'm assuming your case like your husband he not he's he hasn't relegated himself to house dad he's still like okay trying to get his stuff back going so he can get back to breadwinner status and so you have a man like that then it's it's, it's one of them things where, like I said, y'all gotta y'all gotta buckle up, like y'all gotta tighten up as a group and and, and as a unit, not not mm-hmm. as a group as a unit, and then understand to maintain the relationship. Like, okay, you as the woman, like in this this bumpy time, like okay, you going to work and then you come home and cooking because while you at work, your husband is doing he's doing professional stuff too. He's not working, he's working on his resume, he's finding jobs, he's going to. You know, getting his resume worked on, doing all these different types of stuff to make himself a, a better candidate to find more employment and to keep it moving. But then he's also he's also it's like you guys are collaborating. 
That, and that's what I imagine that was happening. Like, okay, you coming home and cooking. He and then okay, he get done. He come in the kitchen with you. And y'all bonding. Y'all keeping the bond alive because it's tough right now. So he cooking with you. Y'all cleaning together. Mm-hmm. Y'all doing this together. Y'all doing as much po- stuff possible together. And it's not he's just relegated to the domestic aspect because he doesn't have a job. Right. Absolutely. So you know when when the the shift actually happened it's like you have a conversation about okay what are my expectations now and so for us you know it's okay I you know my for me my roles didn't change you know so I didn't feel like okay you're at home so I I expect you to be cooking and all that kind of stuff so we basically had that conversation my role don't change I still am going to go to work and then when I log off you know because for for a minute I was working from home so that kind of made things a little a little easier but now Mm -hmm. I'm back in the office in a new position so now we know when I come home it's still business as usual you know if if it's my night to cook then I cook you know and um you know, or if I need to clean up something, I clean. It's not, you know, I don't have the expectation of him to to be house dad. You know, what I'm saying all of a sudden just because you're not working, but that's because we communicated that amongst each other. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he still has, you know, he um, finishes real estate courses and all that kind of stuff. So now he's getting into real estate, and you know, his um, PA announcing and all that stuff is now back in motion. So things are starting to pick up, and you know, we are getting back to a little bit of what life used to be pre-COVID. But in the meantime, and when that transition happened, if you don't have a discussion about what your expectations are, then that can build room for a little bit of resentment. Yeah. You know, when one person feels like they're pulling the weight more than the other, you know, like, well, damn, I've been at work all day and I didn't come home. You ain't cooked mm-hmm. none. You ain't cleaned up none. Mm-hmm. You making a mess now. I got to clean up, you know. So right. if you don't have that discussion about some expectations on the front end, you're kind of setting yourself up for some some built up resentment along the lines. At mm. some point, mm. that's good. And, and then and you good. mess around here. That do hear that? I could do bad all by myself. All by myself, <laughs> right, right, right. I could do bad like all that, by myself. That, I, I probably that's the, that's the stupidest. That is like literally just one of the stupidest terms or statements that I've heard. Like I can do bad. Like that means you was already doing bad, man. That means you married something, bad. right? You married something like, bad, right? I, I right. was doing bad. I want to do worse. Why you want to do that for? Man, I think. I think. Fault. I think it's. I think it's interesting and it's telling that, you know, this conversation, even in NPR to have the report out is mm-hmm. in this time. It's like it, and not that it's divisive, but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of curious as to why it came out, because uh, at the end of 2020, th- there was a jobs report that came out that basically said that of all the jobs that were lost, majority of those jobs, uh, a, a vast majority of those jobs were women. And in December, all the jobs were women. All the jobs that were mm-hmm. lost in December were mm-hmm. female. They went back to the, the employment status of 1984. Mm. So you're telling me the same amount of people that were in the work, the same amount of women that were in the workforce in 1984 are in the workforce in 2021. And so the reason why I even brought up the question about your situation being an outlier, because it seemed to be even more of an outlier that not only do you have a, a woman that's making money in the house, but she's also the female breadwinner, but she still got a job in 2021. In 2021. Yeah. And so and, and, I and got a new position. Sound like you got a raise or a promotion or something. Oh, she got, oh, I didn't hear I that did, I got a promotion. Oh, yeah. dang. Exactly. Oh, did that money resign? What a money resign? <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. So right. I mean, and, and listen, uh, uh, you know, celebrating you and your blessings. You know, what I'm saying we're gonna we're gonna say Freddie thank B. You be listening for that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you know we celebrate. Yes, we definitely celebrate thankful you. over here. Yeah, but at the same time, does that does that how did does that make you uncomfortable? You know, what I'm saying about having these new roles. Like, are, are, how do you how do you feel about that? I'm I'm not gonna lie. When it first happened, um, when he first came home. 
and said, you know, babe, they just, you know, laid us off, you know, with everything surrounding COVID. I, it kind of hit me, you know, a little hard. And I was like, oh, shit. You know, like, mm-hmm. th- it's on me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, right. like damn. Me, you know, exactly. right. that's, me, that, that, that's the part a lot of women be like, and, and, and that's fair. That's most women. Like, yeah. that's, that's natural inclination. Like, when it's like, oh, the household is on you. Like, Right. Like as a dude, as a man, your wife come home like, oh, I lost my job. You're like, okay, cool. Well, shoot, I got a ball. Like, boom. It's, it is what it is. Right. So for versa. a moment, I kind of felt, you know, kind of like my equivalence of what a man feels like in the role of provider. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, like the pressure that y'all, you know, can feel and, and have on your back sometimes. Mm-hmm. Be, Come on. Being, you know, the king of the household and being the one that, you know, is like, yes, I got to provide. I got to protect my family. So for, for, uh, it, it is, you know, and, and at the moment he said those words to me, it's like all that pressure kind of hit me mm. at once. And I was like oh shit you know like right. I was like okay but on the outside you know I still had the appearance and it was still heartfelt and true to me of okay now I need to comfort him in this moment um you know what I'm saying to let him know that we everything will still be okay you know what I'm saying it's it's we, we're not gonna miss a beat everything's still gonna be okay you know I'm riding with you I'm not you know I'm, I'm not throwing the deuces I'm out you know like none of that like I support you during this situation and you know and anything I need to do to step up to do I'm here to do so yeah. but yeah I felt that for a moment you know that that pressure kind of hit me and I was just like damn yeah. Like so this this is what it feels like, <laughs> you know. Um and that was that was the first time, you know, I've ever been in the situation to, you know, to be the breadwinner of a household. And like I said, I didn't want it, you know, of course you're not trying to make it awkward or make anybody feel any type of way. So I had to, you know, like I had, I had to stay in my role and just, you know, and, and kind of bring him around to the idea that everything is okay. Your value has not diminished in my eyes because you have lost a job. That's powerful. That's powerful. You know, and I think that um, a lot of times what's, what's happening is, is that we have to address, I think, the bigger and the underlying issues in our community, at least, is that, you know, do our women respect the men? I think, do you even respect me? Like you talking about being having a husband and getting married, but you got to respect men, the men, the black, you know, the men, period, before you can even step to that. Because if something like this happens, how do you get to a place where you can have a, a, a conversation in your head like Alana Boo did to, to step to her man and say, you know what? You still got it, boo. I'm here. You know what I'm saying? And we and we going to work through this thing together. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that takes having a high level of respect for men, period. And it may have something to do with your surroundings, the people, how you were raised, the men that are around you. Mm-hmm. And it also it, it may also have something to do with what you've done with your perspective in the world, because some many women have bought into this this idea that I don't need no man. I don't need no man. I can do this all even 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 the feminists that are trying to fight for the right for equality, equal pay. The unstoppable spirit lives inside all of us. Don't let banking hold yours back. First Horizons Digital Banking lets you take care of business anywhere, anytime. Visit firsthorizon.com slash unstoppable to learn how unstoppable starts here. You know, even the people who are fighting for these rights recognize similar to our our internet never lost segment right you're fighting for these rights in the midst of a world that was built by men Mm -hmm. you can't name me anything that women have built in this world and so when you start to think about it 
everything that women are doing to operate, they're operating inside of what men have built. And so when you start looking at it like that, in order for the narrative to really change means, A, you got to go build something, which is going to take centuries to get to. Unless you have to dismantle what's already here to, so you can rebuild it up the way you want it if you want to control that narrative like that. And B, what you have to recognize is that there are men out here who do not look at you as some little peasant thing. We respect women. We we know what yeah, that, women yeah, have yeah, yeah. an equal women have equal footing, equal place here. We're not building this for the sake of us building. We're building it for you. For right. us. And, and so so and, we can and transfer that seed. Yeah, and so like to what what you said, like a lot of women that hear that and feel like you're saying women ain't nothing. And the thing is, is that there's a lot of women feel like, oh, okay, I don't need no man. But I don't. I've never heard of a man. I've this is I uh, you know maybe somebody out there can correct me correct me if I'm wrong. But I don't know of any man that's ever fixed his mouth to say, oh nigga, I don't need no woman. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that i don't know that i'd be like yeah. what if i heard a dude yeah. saying i don't need no woman i'd be like what why did you what? why do you say that why, why like what well, yeah. do, do you say this for and that's, like, you that's how woman. i feel you when i hear women woman. you know that they have that opinion you know what i'm saying that when i hear women that have that i don't need a man you know what i'm saying i'm i'm good all by myself you know that that type of mentality i i don't rock with that you know what i'm saying that's it, that that's just not that's not you know embedded in me so I, it's like i can't relate i think I, th- I think it's the i think it's the emotion i think it's the emotion in women because like what thomas just said thomas said you can't find a civilization you can't find a place that that women have built like men have you know this this whole thing like men have built but then on the flip side like if if a woman said like oh you're not going to find something a civilization that that um women haven't nurtured that men have exactly. nurtured. And if you say exactly. that, like men be like, oh, yeah, you're right. Like there's nothing, there's no civilization that women haven't nurtured. Like all these different, yeah. like you look at, you can go to all these civilizations around the world. Like, you know, they were built by men. They were nurtured by women. And just about every man will agree with that. Like no man will fight you. Nobody like, what? What you? But vice versa, if you say that towards a woman, like built a, a women somewhere will, will rail against that. Like, oh, ah. yeah. But I Absolutely. think it's I think like I said I think it's emotion because men are led by logic, women are led by emotion. But you have the mm-hmm. women who 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 have their emotions, but they keep their emotions in check with logic. Like every now and again, emotions might get the best of them, but for the most part, they keep it in check by logic. Those are your women that you usually find that end up getting with a man, being with him from years, having a having a nice life to where they get the end mm-hmm. of their life. Like my life was cool. Like I have no yeah. complaints. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's kind of like it goes back to the like you know if you were about to get if you about to get rob a man comes up to your your car window and about to bust your window in with a with a hammer you know what What are you gonna do woman what are you gonna do his hand his physical hand strength is stronger than yours stronger yeah you know what i mean but what are you gonna do you know hopefully you got a gun so i mean what are you gonna do if you had nothing what would you do or, I mean, or even not even a hammer, just a dude just ran up to the car. Just ran up on the car and, without, and he had a no, towel. No Cause all, yeah. all they gotta do is wrap a towel around his hand, he could bust your window. He just punch it yeah. and bust your window. And he do that, then as you know, nobody got any weapons. Mm-hmm. What's gonna happen? You know what I mean? You better think, find you might have to hurt and find a weapon, because if not, he on your ass. But I, I think I think that even in this in this society, as 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 this narrative starts to change and the gender roles start to change, it does have to be an equal balance though. If if she's going to go to work and, and 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 make the money, then you know if he's at home, why don't he just take care of the household? It seems to me like an easy flip. And and in, in my it situ- seems that way. It seems like it's just an easy flip to me, for me. And, and in my situation, when I the, the woman I spoke about that I was with, you know, that was making more money, I was cool with stuff like that. 
You know what I mean? I was cool with stuff like that. I'll do whatever you need me to do. Because the thing about it is, at the end of the day, I know what position I'm in. I'm trying to get out of school. I was trying to grad. You know, I'm trying to get this degree. I'm going to school and you making all this money. And now I'm like, dang, well, let me step my game up. But you know what I mean? But she was making the money. I knew what it was. And it did not. I, and it's so funny because I think I, even me, I know I'm an outlier. Because me as a man, I did not feel any less being with her. You know right. what I'm saying? I, I didn't feel like any less. I actually, you know what I'm saying? And, and part of that, Part of that came from her, but, it, but a lot of that came from me. I was okay with who I was because I knew where I was. I mm-hmm. knew where I was going. You know what I mean? And it wasn't, it wasn't nothing. Nobody could stop my, my flow. You know what I mean? Like she would be a part of the prize for me. You know, she would be a part of the prize that I got along the way. You know what I mean? That's, that's how I looked at it. Like it wasn't just because she was making more money. didn't make me any less. I actually celebrated that. Matter of fact, let me help you. Let me, let me help you figure out how to invest that money. <laughs> yeah, but Thomas, you're not you're not an insecure man. Right. So that's why I say I know I'm an outlier. Yeah. Yeah. So um so and do y'all feel like a lot of, you know, the connection between the income and like the male ego is wrapped up in security? I mean, I mean insecurity. Um like you feel like if if I if I lose my job, then I've lost my position. Now I'm extremely insecure. Mm. Is that does that reign true for most men? I mean, I, I think, think I think. Well, go ahead, Freddie. I'll let you go first. Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, I, I, okay. who going first, Freddie? <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 the, you the host. Go ahead. Okay. Well, no, I was just going to say personally what I think for me, um, my ability to take care of the household is bigger than my job. It's mm-hmm. it's about mm-hmm. my resources. It's about my ability to actually so and my grandfather was this way my grandfather built his house by hand uh my dad and my grandfather built that house and to 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 know that to have that in my purview in my pocket in my in my history book right i i catalog that and i say to i say to myself if they can do it by hand who am i not to yeah they gotta have a little money to buy the brick and the mortar but hell you could make you you know what mortar is is, is an aggregate it's some mud it's some water some dirt and water. You put that together, and that's your cement. So just knowing the knowledge of it, right, that would make me, I think if I did not have the knowledge of what to do next, if I lost my job, I would be stuck. But because I have spent my life positioning myself that if something happened, I can still take care of my household. I ain't scared of McDonald's. I ain't scared mm-hmm. of Burger King. If I got to go hop in there for a little while and, and work, I ain't scared to clean up nobody's flow. I ain't scared of work. You know, mm-hmm. if, if I have, I would do what I need to do to make sure that my household is taken care of. However, I am, I am very money conscious and I'm very financially sound in the sense that I understand if we spend an X number right now and I lose a job, we can't live like this no more. Right. I'm not, I'm not going to play with you. Let's go ahead, downgrade this thing. Let's make this because we know how to hold on to the money. The money reside. I know where it resided at the bank. I come, I'm coming to see you, Alana. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know where the money resides. So I think for me, it's just knowing that it's like having the confidence of, if even if things go wrong, you know, I always think about the way I, and this is probably not a good way to think. And, you know, people, you don't have to model me after this, but this is my own personal. I think if I ever am in a position where I'm totally disabled and all I can do is use my mind, how can I provide for my household? If all I got is my mind, I don't have my body no more. I don't have my strength. You know what I mean? All I could do is say this, that and the other. I can only tell you what I need to have done. Can I still provide? And that's that's the extreme I have taking it to because that's the way the men the men in my life have thought and taught mm-hmm. me you know what i mean so it's like mm-hmm. you have to you can't be stuck because the world said one thing or another because the world for a black man is not the same as it is for a white man we don't have the same opportunities right but i can i can i can live knowing that 
or I can live preparing myself to get over that. And that's the difference for me. But Freddie B, go mm-hmm. ahead. It, it, it all changes, depends on the society you live in. You can live in a hunter-gatherer society, capitalistic society, agricultural society, whatever the type of society you live in, you know, the the what a man does doesn't change. It's provide security, you know, like mm-hmm. gather, go out and get the stuff and provide security for his family because his wife can't do that. You can't, you can't, you can't tash your wife to provide security for the family because, because of what we said, you know, the, the, the woman being the weaker vessel as in, you know, physically, it's different things physically she can't do. You know, it's why we have an NBA right. and a WNBA is just because men, our bodies are made differently is, is, you know, through and through. Right. So it's different things that she just can't do. And so as, and, and so with that being said, since we are, te- since we possess this thing that women don't possess, then we have to live in that, in that space of providing that security and providing those resources. And so, um, uh, I think that, you know, it's not necessarily a, I mean, I, th- I think it's, I think it's an element of insecurity if you, cause the lack of security is insecurity. So it's, you know, vice versa with a woman, if a woman isn't able to nurture, like she's not nurturing, she's not doing it and, or, or whatever the case may be. Cause the thing is, is that our role can be, can sometimes be affected by outer, situations or or be mm-hmm. taken away from us like what thomas said you know if you paraplegic and so then now you're severely limited you know what i mean um as mm-hmm. with a woman it's more so like a choice like she had it's more you know it can be taken away but it's more of a choice to be nurturing because you know you are working with what the man brings in you know so right. it starts with him it, everything starts with him if he not bring it in then the responsibility of a woman to nurture you know, it's kind of alleviated from it because it's like he hasn't brought he ain't brought them food home. He ain't brought ain't the animal nothing, home. Ain't nothing for he, me to nurture. Right. <laughs> ain't nothing there for you to nurture. You know what I'm saying? So like and but that's that's the level of the patriarch patriarch patriarchal patriarchal. Society, you know, because it's like I think uh, for so so many years, it's like it's looked upon as the woman just doesn't get this and then the man can do whatever. It's It's a balance. Cause like I said, it's like the woman, she don't have to do anything until the man does something. So it's based on like, he got to start it. He got to start it and get it going and make it happen. And then once he start making it happen, then, okay, then she has something to do. You know what I mean? But that's, that's, that's a responsibility that's tied to him. So it's not like a woman has to like, okay, you have to start us off. And it's like, cause that's more responsibility when you got to start it off, when you got to get it going. You know what I mean? It's just like a boulder. You know, if you're going to roll a, you're going to get a boulder rolling, like to get that boulder, boulder start moving. I mean, that's a lot of damn work. But once it's moving, then, okay, cool. You can, people hop in and roll it. Okay. And then it gets easier. So, you know, I think that's the part that people miss. And I think sometimes even some men miss understanding the responsibility that they have at the beginning. And it's like I said, it's all about that protection and security. Like if a man isn't able to do that, then, because he, he's not a nurturer. A man isn't a nurturer. You know what I mean? You just, like I said, you look at our physical bodies. Like, our hands are bigger. Our fingers are larger. Like, you know, our skin yeah. on our, our skin on our bodies are thicker. Like, women's skin are thinner. So, you can, your, your touch, your your touch, is you're more sensitive. You know, you like, and actually, mm-hmm. like, physically sensitive. Like, you can, you can maneuver with babies easier than a man. You know what I mean? Like, it's different things you can do with your fingers. And, you know, and you can get into places easier because, you know, you got you got that femininity. You got that that flow as opposed to men. You know, we're stronger. We're just not, like that's why a lot of people, a lot of men don't even whip their kids until they get like six because they just like, I'm just too strong. Like, OK, if you're going to whoop your kids, yeah. you're going to let the you're going to let the wife whoop her because it's like, OK, she's not as strong as me. 
You know what I mean? So, you know, she's more delicate. So it's just it's just the natural order of, of how we're created. And it's about working together, like understanding your responsibility and, and the other person understanding their responsibility. And then y'all coming together and fulfilling that. Mm. Right. So, okay, so I, I kind of got, I want to get our final thoughts on this then so we okay. can wrap this up because I'm kind of curious. Um, what, are, what do we think ultimately about these 21st century gender norms as we have more female breadwinners coming on, the coming, I guess, in the marketplace, like coming online? Mm-hmm. And the, there are changes truly to what emerges out. Is this affecting, is this going to be a positive thing? Do we see this as an overall negative thing? Or do we see this thing ultimately, you know, um, ultimately moving further like where it becomes 40, 50, 60, 70% women doing the same thing you know I mean making more money I mean what do we um, think what are, what, are, what, are, what are our final thoughts on it I mean I think I think it's overall negative <laughs> and the reason why I say that <laughs> is because like it's I mean it's, it, I think it's a large ask to to expect women to take on that role of being provider and being protector and providing security and then, and then, and then, also in that same token, having a mentality to what Alana, the mentality she has that she says she approached her her marriage with, I think that's a large task because you know obviously she, she's not average, she's not an average woman, you know what I mean? She's above average, and so I think it's a large task to expect the average woman to then become that, you know what I mean? Because that's like exceptional. So it's like in what in what world do we can we realistically expect average to become exceptional? Mm. That's unrealistic. So, yeah. so as women continue to earn more, make and get more degrees, marriage and this and the, and the and the institution of it will continue to degradate. Divorce rates go up, families get broken up, people that get that get raised up, women become more masculine, men become more feminine, and then then we we eventually get to where what is gender? Like it's just people out here, and there's no order. <laughs> there's, there's people out here. It's just people. There's no order to anything. It's just do what you want to do, and you know we, we, you know, I mean, just the fact that me, like, there's nothing in this world where people can just do whatever you want to do, and that works. Mm. That's true. Alana mm, mm. Boo, final thoughts: 21st so century I, gender norms, female breadwinner, changes to where the money resides. Changes to where the money resides. Um. Well, personally, in my in my life, you know, I've I've seen a lot of female breadwinners, um, like you said, Thomas, because um, a lot of households, especially in the African American community, are ran by women. Um, a lot of times, there the father is not in the picture. Mm-hmm. So a, a matriarchal the woman society. Is, it's a very matriarchal society in Africa. It is. It uh, it is, and so you know, I'm I'm kind of used to that. So for me to 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 see that is it's it's not much of a change for me cuz I'm used to seeing it um but so I would I would like to believe that you know it's a positive thing um as the the incomes start to sort of balance out with you know men and women in the same position I like to believe that it is a positive thing but you know Freddie B did make a valuable argument that with this rise in uh female breadwinners the femininity sort of leaves Mm-hmm. Um, and the, which means, you know, the nurturing can also leave as well. And you're left with a woman that, you know, is a little bit more masculine because I've, I've seen it both ways. I've seen it where the woman, you know, like myself becomes a breadwinner and it doesn't change us. But like you said earlier, it, I'm kind of a minority in that situation. Um, so there are more examples of, you know, the, the woman getting in the position and she does become a little bit more masculine. So, 
I can see it from both angles. Um, like I said, I like to believe it's more of a positive thing as things start to balance out, but I definitely see both angles. So I'm kind of divided on the issue right now. Mm. Right, I'm the same mm. way. I, I, I would hope that I'm mm. wrong. I mean, Lord, Lord, right, Lord, right. Lord knows. I would this right. is something I would love to be wrong on, but I just don't right. see it happening. Yeah. So, but yeah. I, but I can you know, but I can see that you know what I'm saying. I'm, and like we said, like um, mm. it within you know the the movies like Acrimony with um, the the way the music industry is surrounding you know the women have the attitude of you know if you ain't got no money don't talk to me you know what I'm saying yeah. no no money no honey you know it's what I'm saying and stuff like that that's, that's that right. is what is today's norm. So the people the the you know the children that are listening to this right now. That's the mentality that they're going to develop. So as they grow up and the the, the pay scales come to, to balance out a little bit, and if that's the mentality that they're growing up with, it's going to be a negative situation. Yeah. And, and and the crazy thing about that is like the the women in the music business who like be preaching that you look at like Cardi B and like her 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 energy, how she raps and Megan Thee Stallion and when she dropped mm-hmm. the album, how she rapped, like Cardi B totally married and a straight like housewife. She oh, like right. did, you see, did, she did you see the uh, video that uh, Offset posted? He said, "You be lying in your music." He was supposed to, he was filming her while she was cleaning the bathroom. Right, exactly. He, oh like, yeah, because she said she don't cook, she don't clean. He's yeah. like, I thought you said you don't cook, you don't clean. What you doing? Right, She's exactly. Like, and then, she and like, don't then, uh, feel me. Shut up. Stop filming. And then, uh, and, and then Megan Thee Stallion, she 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 put out some song. I, I can't. I think it was I think it was the Savage song. Why she was with Moneybag Yo. Like she she in a relationship with Moneybag Yo and they they doing their thing and, she, and in that relationship I can guarantee you she she feminine she ain't no savage in this this woman with Moneybag mm-hmm. Yo. Like, no, I you heard know, she but, can't take the D. I heard she can't even take the D. She she, she can run I, I, from. I don't it. know. I can't comment on that. I, I've never I've never tested that out. You know, if I do, oh, you know, <laughs> then I, I can I respect can let you respect. Know. I should. You right. You respect. I shouldn't be speaking on. Please I'm, let us know, Freddie B. That's a rumor. That's a rumor. That's yeah. a rumor. <laughs> Right, Sorry yeah. I mean, room. like you know, when it when it comes to sex, I ain't gonna comment on nobody's sexuality unless uh, unless you know I can I got some some validation, some yeah, some some sure evidence. Like okay, we know with that, it's like okay, yeah, I was in the room, I was over there, money bag, it was in there, and I heard something like, oh yeah, she can't take it. And then I'm like, yeah, you're right, you know, because I was mm-hmm. in Vegas with her. But she, but, but she that, definitely, you definitely feel like she's on the. You know, it's kind of like Nicki Minaj too. Nicki Minaj was all that hard puff, puff, huff and puff. And mm-hmm. I, I said this when she first came. I said she. And I think I think it was offensive to some women. I couldn't figure out why because I was just making an honest statement. I was like, "Listen, I think she's you, you killing the du- fantasy, Tommy. You, you was killing yeah. the fantasy, man. It's I, fantasy. Yeah, I was, I was looking at. I said, I'm looking at a domesticated female. She wants to be at home raising a kid. Well, mm-hmm. look at what we have here now. Exactly. She ain't put she on no music in a minute. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. and she and she and that's what she she said on her on a, on a uh, interview on the radio show. Angie, I think it's Angie Martinez. Is her name Martinez. Angie Martinez. Martinez. Yeah. yeah. She said. Uh, you know, had things not popped off, you know, or or think or things just being even slightly different, I'd be married right now with a kid. And this is yeah, this is that. eight years ago. Okay, mm-hmm. so she said it's in the height of her career. So I, I I've been not that all women are that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not I'm not I'm not putting her. But I I understand what Alana's saying. The music industry, a lot of stuff that's promoted. But yet she's promoting this rough and tough with her Afro puff type woman. You know, and she she herself is not that. And it's the same thing. I don't even know if I mentioned this, but I, you know the same thing with the lady from the Cosmopolitan, Cosmopolitan magazine. You know they they are old married with grandkids, mm-hmm. talking about delay delay pregnancy, <laughs> but yet they got kids and they got right. grandkids. Right, so, so it's like they they portray you know the right. fantasy onto us, but you know, but the the issue is it's like you buy into that, and that becomes your reality when the people who pushed it upon you that's not even their reality. That's not even their reality, right? If you look at who's pushing that, they they that's not even what they're doing. 
Yeah. It's, it's like yeah. it's like being the CEO of of Hostess Cakes, but you're a vegetarian. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> That's right. You don't need to eat that. So yeah. Well, listen, man. It, it seems we have way too many feelings about you know where the money resides. <laughs> way too many feelings about Wait. this. But you know what? I ain't mad. I ain't mad about it because. This is the kind of discussion that we need to continue to have in our society, especially as black Americans. We definitely need to be having this conversation because we need to figure out what's going on. You know, we need we need to have healthier relationships no matter who's the breadwinner. Mm-hmm. Right. We need to have Amen. communication no matter who's leading the household. You know, we need to make sure that we are doing the things that we need to do so that we can survive centuries from now. You know, we need to pa- pass our seeds down and make sure that we're financially in a place where we're not in poverty because we still number one in poverty. You know, we, we need to make sure that we're doing the things to, to grow our, to grow our kingdom. <sighs> Listen, send us a message. Our handles are in the description. Let us know how you feel about the 21st century gender norms, the female breadwinners and the changes in where the money was at. This has been a good one. I've been here with she made man, Freddie B. Oh, so you left it. So you left the building, Freddie B? He left the building. Yep. <laughs> oh, damn. Freddie B left the building. I, le- I left the building and went home because the heat on at home. <laughs> oh, damn. Okay. And who else I'm here with? It's your girl, Lana Boo. All right. Boo, y'all. She put one on y'all today. Y'all ain't ready for that. She, she let, I want to let you know she's a high-value woman. I want all y'all to know that's a high-value woman you talk talking to right there. But guess what? She's taken. And, and I'm yours truly, T. Staples. And make sure you catch us next time when we have two many feelings peace at vanderbilt health we know it's one thing to know the pulse of our patients it's another to know the pulse of an entire community for years Vanderbilt Health has been a part of Rutherford County, caring for children and adults with treatments, technologies, and services that only we can offer. It's care that's provided by over 1,500 of our employees who call Rutherford County home. We're making healthcare personal. Whatever you're funny, Peacock's got it exclusively. Stream classic sitcoms like The Office, Parks and Recreation, and Two and a Half Men. Plus, catch Peacock original comedies like AP Bio and Say by the Bell. For all your exclusive comedy faves, go to PeacockTV.com and get started.